You're listening to the Fearless Business Podcast. You're in the best place to learn about how to grow a business, get more clients, and make more money without fears and limitations. All while having fun in the process. Robin Waite is the founder of Fearless Business, a business accelerator helping coaches, consultants, and freelancers double their income and more. This is Fearless Business, and this is Robin Waite. Cool. So welcome, everybody. It's the Fearless Business Podcast. I've got an amazing guest today. It's Kate Hunter. Kate is an executive coach. And I think we're just going to dive straight into it because Kate has an amazing story to tell. But obviously, uh, a lot of the people listening and watching this this morning are coaches and consultants themselves or thinking about becoming a coach or consultant. And so I think this is uh, what Kate and I are going to be talking about today is definitely going to resonate. Uh, we have we have planned some, some great content, possibly slightly controversial. Uh, but hopefully it's it's for your enjoyment it's for your education uh, and it's going to be fun so uh, hi good morning Kate how are you good morning I'm good thank you I'm excited excellent I'm so excited you, to be here yeah you should be excited uh, we've we've had some amazing guests so there's not much to live up to Kate no pressure of course oh thanks thanks so, that Robin great that's okay no worries <laughs> um so so you used to work for big corporate I don't know if I'm allowed to mention them 3M uh and you made a transition across from sort of the work you were doing there at sort of a very high level um into coaching so talk to us about what that journey looked like Kate Okay, so um, I could tell you the journey, Robin, that would be, um, I guess, the boring journey. So I'm going to tell you the juicy parts, okay? So this is this is kind of building up to the point where I'm leaving 3M. Um, and we have to go back six years. Um, so I'll try to keep that pacey because six years might take a long time otherwise. But um, I guess in a nutshell, I went through a bit of a transition six years ago whereby I had been living my purpose. I had been, so background was teaching. I went into kind of corporate, I went into sales and I went into learning development, started to kind of help people, support people, coach people, you know, designing to deliver the programs. And I was living in this space of like, you know, yes, this is what I'm about. I love this. Um, And then as the economy shifted, so went into the recession, um, that, that scarcity mindset crept in what if, what if, fear mindset um, you know they were cancelling my training programs and it got to the point where it was essentially like we can't deliver any training at the moment you know just, just hide away and, and, it, and it's at that point where everything dies up in your head of you know shit what, what do I do like what am I actually going to do here because you know what if, what if I don't have a job anymore and I was in the space of that fear mindset and um you know, I get a phone call from a sales and marketing manager who says, hey, Kate, how are you? Um, you know, we've been watching you. We, you know, you've been working across the whole of the corporation. You've been leading sales effectiveness. You've been doing X, Y, and Z. And hey, guess what? We want you. We want you in a role. And I moved into um, a regional sales manager role, which was, I guess, left field off of um, what I was kind of working on in terms of, you know, developing people and um, helping others, that sort of thing. I could do it with Tim, my team, but in a time where the recession was like fierce and I was working with the NHS and my team were working with the NHS, I had seven individuals to develop, but also all this pressure of, you know, sales, 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 and, um, you know, unrealistic targets and stuff was going on and, you know, shit was really hitting the fan. And suddenly I'm in this space of... God, 
but I'm not enjoying this. This is really stressful. Um, and to cut a long story short, lots was going, what was going on in my life at the time. And, um, I suffered burnout. You know, that is the, that is the kind of short version of it is once you put yourself in that position of, you know, being in a role that's not playing to your strengths, it's going actually against your value sex. There was some stuff I was having to do that I didn't want to do. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's, you're getting paid for a job. You've got all the kind of perks of being higher level and money and all that kind of stuff, but you haven't got any of the day-to-day, you know, passion and stuff and joy. And it's just stress, stress, stress. And, um, I started having panic attacks. Oh goodness. Yeah. So, you know, that is, that is the, the crux of everything. When you live in that space for too long, and I do recognize I'd had the mindset for a long time of a perfectionist and, you know, overachieving and over delivering and living in that can't possibly not do that. It was a lot of that too. Yeah. I started to get panic attacks and my body said, right, have this, have this to slow you down. So what was the, what was like the, the moment where you were just like, fuck it. Like that, that, this isn't enough. Um, that, I mean, unfortunately that took me a long time to get to, and that's what I want to stop people getting to now. Okay. So it took, once you're in the space of burnout and anxiety and panic attacks, it's going to take you a lot longer to unravel. So I had to unravel, right? So I had to eventually give in to this thing. So I didn't, I battled, I battled, I battled, you know, the doctor saying to me, I need to sign you off. And I was like, I can't possibly be signed off work. Um, You know, uh, you know, in your head, you're saying, I've got all this responsibility. I've got my team. I can't let them down. All these things. But the biggest thing was I didn't want to appear to be a failure. Uh, you know, and that's, that's the thing, isn't it? You, you have your own definition of failure and success. And for me, it took me a while to figure out that my definition of failure was completely different for others than it was for me. So, be, so being a teacher and a learning and development specialist and a coach, my definition of failure for other people was their learning, their growing you know, this is great progress. You know, you fail forwards. For me, it was black or white, not an option. And I'd grown up with that. I'd grown up with that mindset. Failure is not an option for me. Um, so I had to work on all of that. You know, I, I ended up taking two months off work eventually. Um, and when I was rock bottom having panic attacks left, right and centre. And I ha- so you, then you have to do the groundwork, the, the real mental health stuff before you can get back up to actually working with a coach and, you know, working on all the, the good stuff that you want to work on. Um, and that's what I want to help people do is stop getting to that point because it's much harder to get back from. Yeah. Um, I had to, you know, see, uh, go to a counsellor, go to a hypnotherapist, have CBT, <laughs> you know, invest all this money on doing all of that stuff that I should have already been doing. Well, like, pain and failure is an interesting one though, because, um, and, and you know this now, and I know that you know this yeah. now, um, but pain and failure is like a really fascinating one. Cause it's kind of, um, why do you go, you go to the gym and you tear muscle and that is how you end up getting stronger. And I don't, I've never understood in business why people, um, when they're experiencing pain, don't see it that way that we're tearing muscle in order to get, make ourselves stronger and better business yeah. people. Yeah. Whether that's working in corporate where you were before or whether it's kind of running your own 
business yeah. um and it it's it's sad as i mean it, it's not like we go down the gym and just you know occasionally we might just go oh this is just too hard and we just walk out the gym but we can <laughs> always we, you know we turn around and go back it's just i think sometimes in business it just takes a bit longer and I, sometimes we're not quite prepared for the challenge and that yeah. that's the bit that we could have learned from when we were younger you know that that grit determination the resilience that you need yeah. uh, it kind of in life generally i think these days you mentioned about um you know uh this is the i can't remember your words but you said um this happened to me and i don't want it to happen to anybody else so talk to us mm. about the sorts of clients you work with now yeah, so uh, I guess my mission is to help um, as many high achieving women as I can to get unstuck before they get to that point of burnout and anxiety and the stress being so high that they need to go to counselling and therapy and all that stuff. So there's, there's signals that happen before that, you know, when you're not sleeping properly, you feel um, you feel unfulfilled, you feel dread, you're dreading Monday morning, you're dreading your alarm all those things are signals and it's recognizing that those signs of being stuck is a, a bit of a wake-up call okay so i help them get unstuck from that kind of unfilling stressful life that they tolerate you know and tolerate is such a uh, you know such a scary word to me that and i hear it a lot so tolerating my life you know life is for living right it's not for tolerating. Um, so I help them move from that place to the place where they, and the, the core questions are, who am I now? What do I want? And, you know, what's my reason why? You know, what really lights me up? What energizes me? And we forget all that. When we become so ingrained in corporate world, organization, business, whatever it is, we become so far removed from that piece of us, that core piece of us. And then we buy into all the other stories. Success means climbing the corporate ladder it means you know earning as much money as I can it means you know working all hours under the sun it, it, and then it gets to the point where you're overwhelmed you're unhealthy you know you're unfulfilled all those things but they're all signs of being stuck right so if you if you take action sooner um, I always say you're, you're the heroine of your own story you don't like the chapter you're in rewrite it that's nice I like that that's powerful. And yeah. but the trouble is, like you said, that people go on for t way too long in that struggle. So um, yeah. you, you highlighted some of the kind of the symptoms, the, the first sort of early warning signs. But what yeah. would be the first step, do you think, for somebody to take who's getting to that point of like burnout and no return, point yeah. of no return? The point of no return. So you need to kind of recognize a little bit before point of no return and, and start to take action. So as I say, um, it is recreating that chapter. So I often you know, sit down with women, we talk through the kind of current scenario. And I often get them to kind of give that, give that version of them a name. So not just Sarah or whatever, it's the, you know, it's my stuck uh, perfectionist era. And then I say, you know, what do you want that next chapter to look like? What do you want the title of it to be? And, and how, you know, where's the gap? Where's the leap that we need to take now from here to here? Um, and the biggest word or the biggest thing that keeps coming forward is they're waiting for permission. So I hear, oh, I can possibly do that. Oh, how, can I really, can I really do that? And they'll ask me this question. Can I really do that? Can I really go back to what I want? And obviously I, I'm there going, hello, I'm here. You want to hear my story and where I've come to? And I'm, I'm on the other side of that now. Yes, you can. Absolutely. But you have to want it. And you have to take action. And sometimes taking action just means exploring. It means 
booking a conversation with a coach like myself or another coach, you know, and saying, can I start this conversation, please? And that's what action looks like. It's, it's funny when you mentioned about kind of uh, recognizing what the other thing inside you is. It reminded me a bit of um, Stephen, Dr. Stephen Peters' um, chimp paradox. I don't know if you've read oh, yeah, that, yeah, where he talks yeah, about your, yeah. your, your chimp, basically, you're in a chimp. Exactly, and that's, yeah. that's the thing that's kind of acting up. And it's like, actually, well, yeah. how do I want to behave? How do I want to be perceived? You know, what does my future look like? Um, I'm curious about your. Um, so, so you had the. You, you went through this journey of yourself journey of self-exploration mm. and then um you you've set up your own coaching practice so i'm curious obviously a lot of the people who um you know who are going to be watching this and listening to the podcast are um in the process or have set up their own coaching practices so talk to us about kind of the process you went through and you set up your your practice what sort of challenges did you have when you kind of stepped out of corporate and setting up your own yeah. coaching practice? okay so you come out of corporate it's the world that you know you've been doing you know it's been comfortable. Um, whilst I was transitioning out of corporate, I went and did my executive coaching qualification. Um, and it was, you know, it was really empowering and you come out and you are, you know, you're raring to go. You've got this, you know, I've had all the experience. I've had all the experience of coaching. I've now got this fantastic qualification that I'd invested a lot of money in. Okay. A lot of money and a lot of time, a lot of effort. Um, and then you're in that place of, okay, so what now? And it's, you know, it's a classic, it is a classic where you, and I hear this so often um, with the, my fellow coaches, etc. the classic is, oh, I know what I need to do. I need to find out how I need to get clients right. So I do that by getting a website, getting my logo ready, getting my Oh, you're, you're pushing my buttons now, Kate. I know. You know, I know that I'm very emotional about this sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> go on. But, it's, but if you've never been in that space, you, you, you look to other people and you go, oh, they've got a website. Well, they've got some great business cards. They've got a great logo. They've got their brand. They must know what they're doing. And what you don't see is all the, the story behind that and how they got there. And actually, my biggest advice, and, and luckily, I did, did realize this sooner rather than later before I'd invest a lot of money in a website, etc., was you need to find out um, who you are as a coach, who you best serve, Okay, so who your ideal client is that you want to work with and, and how you're going to help them so that you can really speak to people before, way before you start building a website and your brand and all the rest of it. So, um, you know, a quote that I love, uh, which I, I say to my clients as well, it's a bit, of, a bit of how I help them operate, but it also helps the coaching capacity is, is it's a Dolly Parton quote. You know, I could quote so many other famous intelligent people and i've got dolly parton, <laughs> dolly parton she's a brilliant so. businesswoman like you I can know, quote her like, go for it yeah. yeah okay so find out who you are and then do it on purpose so in a coaching capacity you need to find out who you are as a coach and then do it on purpose so help your knowing what you do is going to help serve your clients best right so being really clear so i now know i best serve um high achieving women Okay, help find their purpose. I help them work on their mindset and their goals. And because I have clarity on that, I could then move forward with, you know, what does my website look like? What is this? But I'll be, my God honest truth is no one has ever asked me for my website. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Finally, somebody gets it. 
I, you know, let's just rationalise this because it, this is this is something which kind of pains me, and I, you know, I, I'm I'm happy to be the one to kind of like shatter everybody's illusions that a website is the one thing that's going to solve all of your problems in business. But fuck, that, yeah. I mean, it it won't. Basically, like I mean, I I was building websites back in the early 2000s, right? When it was unique to have a website, it was even more. It's like yeah. rocking horse poo if you had a really good looking website, right? And we used to design really great looking websites. Um, nowadays, you know, I mean, you think back in 2004 when I built my first website or earlier than that, Instagram didn't exist. Snapchat certainly didn't yeah. exist. YouTube was rubbish because you had no bandwidth to stream videos. Um, you know, uh, what else? Like Google My Business didn't exist. Like all of these different platforms just did not exist. Like marketing was actually easy. If you had a website, you were winning. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Like nowadays, websites are like just like 1% of your entire marketing portfolio. Yeah. You know, nowadays you need lead magnets and hundreds of videos on YouTube. You need all of the Instagram like stuff going on yeah uh you know you, you've got to have like a whole all of the books you know this is all about like building marketing assets that are going to work for you and like a website's mm. only it's it's like um websites are like imagine if you were going to go and do a talk in front of everyone i'm not passionate or you know about this at all kate as you can probably tell right <laughs> but, but imagine you're on your soap you're on your soapbox at the moment right, right. And I was just like, oh. yeah you just you just <laughs> sit back go and grab yourself a cup of tea just settle in but but like imagine this imagine a scenario right a, a website is only as good as the audience it's in front of right imagine if you go to a speaking gig right and you've done nothing to promote it and you're sat there in front of like nobody like that is what a website is like in this day and age. Yeah. I've got my website. Most people just don't even think about how they're going to get traffic to it. And that's the most yeah. important thing. And like, you're absolutely, you hit, you're absolutely on the money. It's almost like we've done some work together, Kate, but you're absolutely on the money in terms <laughs> of, um, in, in terms of uh, like making sure that you get your messaging right, get your coaching program yeah. right, understand who you are as a coach, because like none of your website, none of the content on your website, none of your social media channels, none of your videos are going to make sense until that's nailed. Yeah. One of the yeah. key things I talk about to coaches and consultants all the time, especially when they're first starting out, is, is go and do like three for free if you can, yeah. if you have to, yeah. just to sharpen your sword, cut your cloth, whatever you've got to do, just to go out and coach a few people because they, that's the best learning that you're ever possibly going to get and it's free it doesn't you know okay you, you probably might need some money to put food on the table but actually you know you can't pay for that education that you're going to get from mm -hmm. coaching those first few clients um and you do that before you do anything to do with the website you know and you, don't, you don't even need to spend thousands on the website you just go to about.me and set up like a single page profile that's all you need or drive people to your linkedin profile like there's yeah there's so so many better ways of like promoting yourself now so as a coach or I, consultant. I started getting my first clients through LinkedIn. So yeah. before my, my website was up. Um, so you know, absolutely. Um, and I should say that. So obviously my biggest tip is um, get, get yourself a coach, right? We, you know, it sounds really obvious because we are coaches. We believe in coaching. So surely the first port of call is, oh, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know what to do with my business. I need a business coach, right? So that's what that's, you know, for the audience out there, that's how Robin and I connected. Um, and I was very sure on what I needed. So when I met Robin and I knew, you know, everything he was saying fitted my problems and, you know, what I was going through and, and I could see the solution in him and, he, you know, he's a great coach, he's a great person, he fits all the values, all of that kind of thing. It was like a no brainer. It was like, sign me up now. But I know a lot of coaches out there that now that aren't investing in themselves in that way. And it no. seems They've got so crazy to me. They've got a certificate. It's on the wall. It says they're a coach. Like, 
like, do they need any more help? No, I'm qualified now. And they, they, you know, and they're like, oh, actually now I'm struggling to get clients. So I'll go and get an NLP certification. Oh, now I'm struggling to get clients. I'll go and get some more CPD points. Oh, now I'm struggling to get clients. I'll go. And it's like, whoa, now we've got all of these qualifications. Yeah. But sadly, I, you know, I look at the likes of, you know, um, Animas and uh, I know that the ICF, the International Coaching Federation are doing a bit more about this now, but there's so many like coaching qualifications out there now. They don't even want partnerships with no. other other organizations that are going to show their clients how to get clients because it makes them look bad. And, and the simple ma- fact of the matter is like actually running a business in this day and age, not just a coaching or consulting business, but running any business is actually really bloody hard. And they're not taking mm. ownership of that. They're yeah. not saying we're even going to support you just to get your first three clients on board. They're, they're yeah. um, you know, I know that a lot of them are based around when you've got to go out and find some clients and do it for free. But there's a big differentiator between doing stuff for free and then understanding and learning like the process yeah. of how to charge for it. Yeah, and it's a big oh, leap. absolutely. It's a massive leap. It's a massive, massive leap. Um, and I luckily didn't didn't stay in that space you know I met you very soon on and I kind of embraced the program and I moved forward with it and I I look back now and I think where would I be now if I hadn't done that okay Uh, and I wouldn't be where I would be because I would still be you know probably charging low and um you know not understanding my core message still being kind of very foggy about what I was putting out there um and fumbling and the biggest thing about going on a coaching program um like fearless and obviously I absolutely love Fearless for the guys out there. I now work with Robin, you know, I'm on the Fearless program. We, it's, it's the mindset piece. So when you are working through all of this, even when you have support and you're working through everything you need to know, and suddenly you're in the space of learning all the business skills, learning all the social media stuff, all, learning all the systems. And it's like, bloody hell, this is hard. This is overwhelming. There's so much information and I'm out of my comfort zone. And oh, I'm really interested in learning more about NLP because, or I'm really interested in learning more about this because it's comfortable and, it, and it, we enjoy it. We really enjoy it. No pressure. No pressure, but you don't need any more to get out there and get your clients. Um, and the big, the, the, the biggest piece is having the support network around you of those people going through similar things and being able to talk about that and have support with that. So um, that was huge. So I'm really thankful that I took that action, yeah. Well, and, and you know, you're, you're right to, it was definitely the right action to take. And it, I would, you know, you're definitely like on the money in terms of like encouraging other people to do it. It should be, it's the best investment they can make. And I always say that if you go and speak to a coach and you say, okay, well, who are you coaching with? And they can't answer yeah. that. There's a big yeah. problem. It means yeah. they don't believe in their own product enough. And, yeah. and it's a sorry state of it. I mean, there are, there are, you know what the sad thing is actually, there, there are so many brilliant coaches out there um, as in they've gone out and got the certifications. They are like amazing people. They can get great results. Yeah. But when it comes to the business side of things, like it, it's just a massive like blow knock to their confidence because yeah. they, and they think it's them. They think that they're putting themselves out there with their message and nothing, you know, there's nothing coming back. There's nothing being reflected back. Yeah. And there's nobody else to blame at that point. They think that it's their fault. And no. actually, it's really not. It's really not. I bet everybody well, you know, watching this and listening to this, well, yeah, there are some shit ones. So, like, don't get so me wrong. So controversially, okay, so sometimes it is your fault and you've got to take responsibility because you are trying to be a coach to everyone. Okay, nice. so yeah, you that's a good point. are there 
and you are the expert, you are a coach, you believe in what you do, but, and you want to help everybody. And that is the biggest mistake. And that's what you need to take responsibility for. So you aren't helping yourself because you're trying to serve everybody. And generally, the people who are trying to serve everybody end up helping nobody, especially themselves, because yeah. they charge way too cheap. They think the market yeah. is, everybody's saying no, and they think the market is, is telling them to lower their prices. And you end up with a load of, you know, lowly paid coaches and consultants out there in the ether, yeah. kind of beating themselves up because they're struggling to put food on the table. And actually, the reality is, it's just, um, there are a couple of like minor tweaks you know, obviously we talk about on fearless, just a couple of minor tweaks to, it's not really, it's it, mindset. Yes, because you've got to, you've got to build that re- resilience and determination, yeah. I think, but, but also just in terms of like breaking the mold and doing, stepping outside your comfort zone. Do you know, do you know the biggest objection we get, um, uh, Kate through fearless business when, when we tell people about the accelerator program, tell people about our program is, yeah, they can't afford it right now. And I'm like, cool. Okay. Well, that, that's fine. Like, yeah. what, what are we, what are we going to do about this? We've got to get resourceful. Let's work on this together. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, yeah. oh, well, I, I've got a, I've got a workshop I'm doing next week. Or I'm seeing a, a prospect next week. I'll, I'll just close yeah. them and then I'll come and yeah. pay you. And I'm like, yeah, no, because that's why we're having this conversation. in the yeah. first place. Yeah. Like if you, do you want me to help you with that? Like help me close, yeah. help, you know, do you want my help to get that client like actually sold at a reasonable rate? Yeah. Oh no, no, I'll, I'll go and do it. And then I'll buy it. And of course they go away. They can't yeah. do it. And then they, you know, it kind of pushes them further away from where they were before yeah. because they were and so it, close. And you always say, you, you do always say it, Robin, but you know, you can't make, you can't make decisions now based on the, your, your circumstances now. Yeah. You need to base them on the future version of you and what you want your business to be. And that, that's the biggest thing for coaches. At that point, they need to think, right, do I just want to exist in this space of, um, you know, just having scrabbling for one client a month who I may or may not get because I don't really have the clarity on what I'm doing right now or do I want to consistently have three four high paying clients through each month because I now understand what I do who my idea of client is what my packages and my programs are and I have it's all a lot it's a lot easier okay you're in that space of kind of ease and you can work on your business not just in your business um and it's yeah i mean it makes a massive massive difference it's still hard i like, don't get me wrong it's still hard you're in this for the long haul and it's you every level you get a level up again and you need to keep working and you're going up again so um we, we can learn so much there. we can learn so much from the sporting side of things i've got another shit yeah. analogy now i'm good at these terrible <laughs> analogies but when i when i first started and a few people have heard me say this before when i first started cycling i was um my brother built me this bike it was like a triple speed it was like hot like heavy it, the frame was too small and i was um i had been out on it like I don't know, a dozen times or something, starting to get a bit fitter. I was starting to get a bit faster. I'll have a go at Froster Hill, right? Local categorized climb. And I stopped twice on the way up and probably would have been quicker just getting off and walking it. But um, this guy comes flying past me with all the lycra and the gear on and everything. I was like, off up the hill. And I shouted after him. I was like, oh, you're making that look fucking easy. Like, and um, it, there's a big community around cycling. So he actually waited probably for a very long time at the top for me to <laughs> get up there. And, and we had a quick, had a really nice chat and he was like, don't get disheartened. He's like, and this, this statement, like it's so profound. It's stayed with me ever since. He said, it never gets any easier. You just go faster. And yes. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. so true. Like of everything in life, the business journey, like especially yeah. like, business yeah. never gets any easier. This, like all this whole thing around, like, you know, 
automated sales funnel, wizmy, jiggy, like automation oh. stuff, right? Even that, like people just want leads on tap, just does not work like that. You still got to put yeah. the, like the time and the effort and the energy into that messy middle where you're actually yeah. speaking with prospects and getting them over the line, helping them solve solutions. Yeah. That is where the hard work really happens. This tiny yeah. bit of like the automated sales funnel is like a tiny little bit, tiny, yeah. tiny, weeny little bit, set it up, off it goes, but you still got to get out there and speak to people. And that yeah. actually, I think is what people are trying to hide away from a little bit. It which sounds yeah. daft as a coach, like our job is to speak to people, right? That's what we do to speak to and yeah. understand people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and get curious about people. The other yeah. thing is I, I, I want to see more of from our, from a lot of coaches. It's just the general curiosity piece, like get curious about having conversations with as many people as possible, because you don't know where those paths lead. And they often do lead onto other conversations and then consultations and then you're converting. Um, so get that, get that curious mindset that you started out with, you know, get curious, speak to everybody. Well, I, I remember, you know, uh, quite often I get speaking gigs from the most random of places and it's normally those meetings where I'm thinking, oh, really, do I need, do I, do I need to prioritize yeah, this? Yeah. Do I need to prioritize my sales calls? Like, what do I need to do? And, um, you know, next thing you know, I'm getting picked up to speak at sort of international, you know, yeah. management accountant conferences and I'm speaking at the Excel Summit um, in, in April, you know, which is going to be an amazing, it's like a thousand consultants coming down for that um, for a couple of days. And yeah. it's like, how did they, where do those opportunities come yeah. from? It's, it's just through being curious about like when somebody sends you that email and says, Hey, Robin, I saw your website. Oh, websites. Oh, we've gone back there. Maybe websites are useful, but, <laughs> but Hey, Hey, I, I don't mind. Um, uh, sort of, you know, uh, being controversial, like contra you know, whatever the word is about what I said earlier on, but, um, but I built the marketing assets that people have found that drive them to the traffic, which then yeah. speak, about. Yeah. Hey, I built an asset, but even still that could come through LinkedIn. It could come through a podcast interview. It could come from any number of different places, yeah. but but that email and they're like, oh, we've got this, this summit coming up. And I'm like, oh, the global Excel, like Microsoft Excel summit, uh, you know, it sounds interesting, but I'm not sure about that. Um, and then the conversation develops and like, wow, what an amazing opportunity. Been, if I just pushed yeah. it away like too early, I never would have seen yeah. it. Yeah. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Some of the, some of the best clients, and also, um, so I do design and deliver training as well, in line with what I believe in now to do with high achieving and peak performance and all the rest of it. Um, some of that work has come from the most unlikely places and conversations, where somebody has said, "Oh, now I know what you do. I really need to put you in touch with so and so," and we've yeah. had connections that way. And before you know it, you're on the phone and you're talking about, and you then you you yeah, and it's like, wow, if I'd not gone to that place and had that conversation, I really do believe that that you know the more conversations, the more you are you are stating what you do and what your mission is, the more people will be attracted to you. Cool. So, uh, kind of coming back to kind of um, so, so in terms of the work which you do for your clients, so tell us a little bit yeah. more about that because you talk a lot about Ikigai and I actually think this is something that can help I know you're very passionate about it so yeah. I actually think this is in terms of kind of um, you know getting through that messy middle part Ikigai I think is quite a powerful tool to make yeah. you remind you of why you're doing what you do so could you yeah. explain a little bit about what Ikigai is and how it can yeah. help listeners so can I can I share my screen at all can I do that on here uh, yes you can do it's not going to come I out just... very well on the podcast itself but we can always is it uh, not we, okay we can I can always put an extra photo in the group but just in case people are watching now and they want to see this I know some of you will seen it because I've spoken locally at Stroudnet etc recently but um 
so this this comes back to what living a successful life on your terms is for me um and ikigai is a japanese concept and it roughly translates into english as your reason for being or your purpose okay so this is a venn diagram i'd love to say i created this but i didn't but you know i branded it up and that hey that's what's important <laughs> um but yeah so this is a concept that they they live by in japan where you live your purpose and it is evolving throughout your life and your ikigai is made up of um your passion and what you love so very you know you have to understand so it goes to that you know what do i want what do i love doing what energizes me so what do i love what's my passion in life um is the pink section then it's your mission and what the world needs and again many of us get drawn so far away from what we believe and what we because we, we want to support and what we think the world how it could be a better place um that we don't even consider this anymore so that yellow section and the black which is you know the yellow is your vocation what you can be paid for and your profession and then what you're good at when the women come to me i very much see and this you know this applies to anybody this applies to men too and i get men reaching out to me as well is that that black and that yellow piece is where people are living their lives okay they come to me and they are in a job that they're being paid well for they're good at it right they've got to where they've got to because they're very good at what they do and it is their profession it's all, all their qualifications all their experiences all back it up but when i ask them about what they love doing and what energizes them and what they believe in and what the you know what the world needs they haven't had the time or the space or the capacity to even think about that anymore and they think that that's something that is really for other people right and i i reteach people that this in order to understand your purpose and live that you know happy fulfilled successful life on your terms you need to be doing and having a spread of these things so where those those circles all intersect that sweet spot in the middle is your purpose it's your ikigai and by ignoring the pink and the blue you're always going to be living in a state of discontent right under a cloud of discontent one of my client clients said to me and i thought yeah that really sums it up you're foggy you're not really sure why you're unhappy or um you know what else do you want to do because you've climbed so far up the ladder that you don't you don't even know how to reassess that anymore you're 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 shit scared because you know what is taking a step back mean to you what will people think and i always sort of you know is it sounds a bit cliche but when you when you actually think about getting to the end of your life and you you think right on my deathbed am i going to be worried about what my last salary was or am i going to or am i going to care about the legacy that i'm leaving behind in terms of the mark that i've made on the world and my family um you know how i've made a difference to my family so i always help people kind of reconnect to their reason why they want to do whatever it is they want to do so we work through the ikigai piece but i also get them to figure out you know who they are now what they want and what their reason why is um and you've seen me do this before of him but you know when i say to people what's the reason why you do what you do and it could be in an organization or it could be their own business they will say very surface level things you know because i because i want to be successful and earn lots of money because i want to be um 
be able to go on lots of luxury holidays every year. And I'm like, so what? What does that mean? And then we, we start to drill down and it comes down to a kind of a base level of what you really believe is important in your life and in the world. Yeah. Right. And often that is to do with family. And actually, so for my, my reason why, you know, yes, I want a successful business. Yes, I want to help as many high achieving women as possible, prevent them getting to burnout point. But I'm also doing all of that because I want to role model to my son what a healthy, balanced, successful life and a purpose-led life looks like. Yeah. So how you can break the mould away from the kind of the Western world's definition of what success is. I want to be that for my son. Yeah. And I want to be around for all those important milestones that he has, you know, now that he's just started school. So that's the really emotional root level of why I do what I do. Which is massively powerful. It's, it's better than mm. like, exactly like you said, you know, it, it beats going out and getting a job to put food on the table. That's not what this yeah. is about. You know, that is important, it, but that's not what it's about. And it helps when you're starting to write goals. So if so, say I'm speaking now to coaches who are setting up their own business, you need to understand your core reason why, because when you set the goals for your business, you know, whether you are going to be motivated to fulfill them or not, it's going to be connected back to your why. If yeah. you haven't firmly understood and rooted your why and connected those goals back, then when you're, you're trying to action those goals, take action and move forward with them and you start to go, oh, I've not done that today and I've not done this today and I've, I've disconnected. Why have I disconnected? It's probably not connecting back to, you know, you're doing something that's taken away from your why. Yeah, it's it's really and I, there's two things which I which really resonate here. So one one is when your energy levels are dipping, without yeah. mission and a purpose, you've got nothing to like pull you through. No. Like my my when I, I'm I'm not I'm not like a, I don't have a you know bulletproof vest on. Like I, yeah. I hit points. It might seem like sometimes I'm just like all systems mm-hmm. go all the time, but so, you know behind the scenes sometimes you have wobbles. But my mission, my purpose are so strong in terms of who I yeah. want to help, how I want yeah. to help them and the results which we get for them that whenever my energy levels dip, like I, I never give up. My determination is that strong yeah. to, to fulfill those, the mission and yeah. values. And purpose. You think about those other people, you think about what it means to them yeah. and what it means to your family as well when you are doing that, those things. And then at a deeper level, like I, I've always, this is probably, you know, I don't know, it's probably a discussion for another day, but um, what's interesting for me is like, I, I've never got along with the traditional education system that we have in this country. Yeah. And so for me, like one of my greatest reasons why is, is A, to make myself available to my daughters, like more. Yeah. Um, not always the case, but I, I, you know, do my best. You know, yeah. mission and purpose isn't just about business. It's also about family, but also yeah. it's about showing them that there are alternative ways. And if daddy can make yeah. a difference and, and, and it doesn't involve going and sitting in an office like nine to five, yeah. burning yourself out, building somebody else's dream that actually we Killing can... your soul, right? Yeah, yeah quite. Soul, oh, yeah. And I've got nothing, like if people want to go out and do that, that's cool. Like, and if that's what makes them happy, I have no problem with that at all, but it never made me happy, you know, and I've had yeah. jobs. It never made me happy, never made the people around me happy. And so I want to just, at least if there's an opportunity to show them that there is a different way, then, you know, and, and, yeah. and do it with that sense of purpose, do it with that sense of mission and that, yeah. you know, being able to have an opportunity to change even if I never fulfill it like even if I never re- achieve my goals like it's irrespective there's also part of this which is about just being able to enjoy the process 
Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of business owners, where they suffer, that they, they, they have a total lack of ability to be able to enjoy the process. For me, this yeah. is never about results or sales or anything like that. This is all about just being in that process, enjoying that process and yeah. making sure it aligns with the mission. Because because the sales, the go- those goals will take, the tangible goals will take care of themselves. Like if I, yeah. if I get this bit right, the rest will take care of itself. And being able to show people that it's about the process and not about just like the end result. Um, it's, it's that whole thing, isn't it? Like, you know, it's, it's not the winning, it's the taking part that counts. <laughs> and, and that's where resilience and determination really kicks in. Yeah. Cool. Uh, we're kind of coming towards the end, Kate. So I have a couple of pertinent questions. So what, what's, what's next for Kate? What are you working on at the moment? Um, so what am I working at the moment? So really building that community piece. Um, so one of the things when I did some research into high achieving women, I spoke to lots and lots of different women. Um, there was lots of kind of pain points that kind of come up, uh, which I, you know, support and help them with. And one of them was how isolating it can be when you are, you know, at a senior level and you are, you know, you've climbed the ranks and suddenly you're having these wobbles, but you've got, you've got nobody to share it with. Um, and there's a lack of female female mentors in that space too. So um, in response to that, I've created a, a Facebook group called The Lounge for High Achieving Women. And my focus, you know, as with my one-to-one clients, but my focus at the moment is, you know, getting that Facebook group to a point where they are getting real value. Um, and as a community, they're understanding each other. So we're having a lot of virtual couples in there at the moment where I'm getting the group members in. So they've all cut, a lot of them come from LinkedIn. So they've got a very variety of backgrounds and organizations and levels and jobs, and, you know, all, some of them are in their own business. Um, and they're in that space and they're getting to know each other and we're getting to understand what their what other pain points are there. Um, and I'm inviting some guest experts in so that I'm offering that value back. So as I can touch as many people as possible. So as many high achieving women as possible, you know, some of them will be clients in the future. Some of them are already clients. Some of them will be clients. Some of them will never be clients. And that's okay because this space that I'm creating is part of that mission piece around creating a safe place where women can kind of, you know, regardless of job title or whatever, talk about those things that matter to them yeah. and what's keeping them stuck and, you know, mental health stuff and all sorts of things. It's just a space where we kind of lift each other up. Um, you know, as I say, I'm bringing in experts. So I've got Paul Holbrook coming in. Hi, Paul. Um, uh, next <laughs> legend. Week the do, legend that yeah, is Paul Holbrook. The legend, yeah. So I was hearing a lot in the group around overwhelm and, you know, essentially that diaries were out of control and things like that. And I thought, you know, who better to bring into the group, but Paul and do yeah. his diary detox and kind of get, get a bit of a reality guest. check. <laughs> yes, you do. You do. Um, yeah. So we're going to do that next week. And then in response to that, I'm going to keep driving experts into the group um, that will help, you know, help solve some of their issues, some of their problems and give them an opportunity to learn away from work. Um, yeah. So, you know, I will support them in their journey. And, you know, as I say, some of them will work with me and then, you know, we will kind of evolve to different things. So eventually I'll be running group programs, group coaching programs, et cetera. So that, again, I can access more people um, and help support them. Cool. Awesome. Well, we'll, we'll pop an, um, a link in the uh, show notes to the Lounge for High Achieving Women, the Facebook group which you run. So yeah. um, very quickly, we're going to jump into the Fearless Business time machine and uh, rewind the clock oh, yeah. 10 years. And we're going to bump into Kate Hunter minus 10 years. Um, if you had one Ooh. message for her, what, what would you tell her? Yeah, one message for her would be, you, you do you. 
So start living you on purpose. So it's like that. Find out who you are and do it on purpose piece. And redefine your definition of success and failure. I like that. That's really powerful. I don't think mm. enough people live a very authentic, honest life for themselves. Yeah. They lead yeah. somebody else's pattern that has yeah. been created for them. And it's quite sad, isn't it? really sad it's sad and it also leads to other things like perfectionism all those imposter syndrome all of that stuff all of that shit because you are trying to be somebody that you're not and actually you're pretty damn great as you are and it takes a lot to get to that kind of confidence level where you're saying i am me and i help these people and i help them achieve x y and z you know i am an executive coach who helps high achieving women get unstuck from those crappy, unfulfilling, tolerable lives and move them to the place where they've got this new chapter. They know, they understand who they are, what they want and how they're going to do it. And, you know, we've kind of smashed out some goals that's going to get them there. Awesome. Well, Kate, I absolutely love the mission which you've, um, you've laid out for yourself in terms of the women that you work with and how you want to help them. I think it's so powerful. It's going to create a massive impact. And I know that those ripples are going to kind of spread far and wide. So, um, you know, good, good for you. I think it's absolutely amazing. So keep doing what you Thank do. You. Being Kate. Yeah. Um, and uh, so if anybody is interested to know a little bit more about Kate Hunter, how can they get hold of you? Um, you can get hold of me. I'm going to say go to the website. No, I'm not. Um, LinkedIn is probably the best place where I hang out the most at the moment. So just Kate Hunter LinkedIn. Uh, my my company name is Kate Hunter Limited. Or you can drop me an email at Kate dash uh, sorry Kate at Kate dash Hunter dot com. Um, I I'm very very responsive. So yeah, happy to help people out. I've got a new checklist on finding your icky guys. So if that's something that has resonated with people, they can always drop me a line, and I can ping them over a copy of that checklist as well. Cool. Okay. That, that's fantastic. I think that'd be a great gift for people. And, and obviously for yeah. people listening on the podcast it'd be, who wouldn't have seen that we'll diagram, we can, we can send that across or try and find yeah. a way to put it into the show notes. Yeah. Awesome. Kate, um, thank you ever so much. You've, you've delivered an, uh, an enormous amount of value and sorry for hijacking it with my rants in the middle as well. Uh, you know, <laughs> well I, I don't often do that. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I, I get on my high horse about this stuff, as you know. But thank you ever so much. You've been a super. You're welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Cheers. Take care, guys.